Random Art Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi. And Klee. And today we are going to talk about something that actually, when I read this question, it uh, pissed me off. Yeah, it made me pretty angry too, <laughs> I'm yes. going to admit. So let's let's get right into it. Okay, our question comes from Latasha. Hi, Latasha. Hi, Latasha. Latasha listens to our podcast, which is great because that's what we're doing right now. Excellent. And watches our YouTube videos. And her website is lrjohncrafts.co.uk. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have that in the description on the podcast. Okay, so here's her question that we're angry on her behalf. She said, hey, from England, I love your videos and you always manage to get my mind on the right track, which leads to my question. So this is a really tricky one for me. I'm a single mom of two boys and I sell my art to support them. My sister has been helping me with stock here and there for my website. I had taught her how to do what I do, which is custom shaped dream catchers, which by the way are super rad looking. I totally checked out your site. Yeah, they're beautiful. To help me out as she said she wanted to support me. So she wanted to support you. You taught her how to do the stuff and she was helping you out. That's where we are so far. However, recently she messaged me after starting up her own business page selling essentially my product. Custom dream catchers in my style too. As far as I've seen, I'm the only business in the UK even doing this. I feel really heartbroken and honestly hurt. I don't feel like I can support her with this. Is that wrong? How do I get past this? Should I be okay with it? Am I overreacting? I honestly don't know. Her husband makes a lot of money and they own their home, so it's not like she needs the money. And here's the caveat. She is selling hers for less than half the price of mine, oh. so how can I even contend? I've been growing my business for over four years now, and I feel like it's just being taken away by one of my closest relatives. The worst part is that my family have all been buying hers to support her. However, they have never once bought one from me as I'm too expensive. <laughs> they have all told me that they don't agree with her doing it, but won't tell her that because they don't want to upset her. Sorry for the rambles. Any advice would be much appreciated. I'm just trying to focus on my own work right now and move on, but it's hard. Thanks, Latasha. I'm going to try to move on too, but just for right now, I'm going to say like, this is really messed up. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that obviously there are ways to deal with it. Um, and it, none of it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to deal with it. It's not going to be easy to deal with um, with the fact that it is a family member. And then on top of that, you have other family members that instead of uh, at least showing some kind of defiance by buying yours, instead they're just a bunch of cheap asses. We don't want to rock the boat plus there. <laughs> this is a really unique situation. And we talked a lot about this after initially reading the email because this is – quite different from stuff we've talked about in the past. This isn't necessarily uh, anything like like you have two artists that might be creating similar pieces and they coexist together. Usually uh, they coexist to together amicably because yeah. um, everyone has the right and you see similar styles. Um, and this isn't like some mass producer uh, like that took your image and tried to mass produce it and sell it on Amazon. This is like someone that's related to you whom you taught how to do the thing, who then went ahead and did the thing. But it's not like in partnership. It's like lowballing. Well, I mean, the that's that's the thing. She's undercutting her. Yeah. Like that, that honestly is the biggest issue. If she was, if she decided that she wanted to do her business, you know, and be like, oh, I really enjoy doing this and I'm going to do this business and then get into it. 
and basically do the same work and and get but instead she's going with what is the the price mode of marketing and you see it all the time uh with stuff that is made cheap mm-hmm. uh on Etsy or on any of those platforms you always see those items that are undercutting everyone else in fact like a lot of artists get really upset with other artists because like they have a lower price on their stuff and the thing is that i understand that when you're first getting into the market and you are selling a painting mm-hmm. a you're not copying someone else's painting exactly or their art. That's a exactly. no-no. Yeah. So, like, you do not copy or create the same exact thing that someone else is creating. But let's say you have something similar, right? When you first get started, um, if somebody else has been doing it for six years, you are just now introducing yourself to the market. So, I understand. You might come in a little yeah, lower. Yeah, coming in a little bit lower. But coming in at half price. Less than half price. Less than half price, fully knowing that this is a business that your family member has. Yeah. And they taught you how to do it. And then you decided to start doing it because like, oh, it's a little hobby. Like, and I have, I have multiple issues with that. My first issue is actually that there was no communication prior to her sister embarking on this competitive business model, which speaks to me to like the underhanded nature of it. And then obviously the pricing is just like, if you know this, okay, this is what my sister is charging for her work, which by the way, I also looked at your prices, Latasha, and they're reasonable. I don't think you're overcharging for what you're doing. So legitimately, it seems to me, and now I'm making assumptions, but it does seem to me that your sister is just undercutting you because she can. And this is what bothers me about that, right? You're doing it as a business, Your sister's doing it as a hobby because she finds it enjoyable, I'm sure, or whatever. But it bothers me when people say, oh, well, it's just a hobby, so I don't really care if I make a profit. I'm just going to sell it at cost because I just like to do it kind of thing. Because, yes, you are hurting people who are doing it for a living. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, if you are – the fact of the matter is that artists, artists that are out there that have a job, Right. Mm -hmm. They're not going to undercut themselves just to sell something. No, because because they value their time. They value their time. And that's the problem is like this to me, like her going out and doing that first off, starting to sell a product instead of just continuing to help her sister with her business. Maybe just go into the venture together. If she wanted to get involved into a business or something like that, why not? Yeah, exactly. Go into it together. And so this to me speaks of just complete and utter insecurity and need for attention. Yeah. Competitive nature. And yeah. Just... And and that's the thing. Like, and even going as far as like having her family members support her instead of directing them towards, I, you know, and I have a really hard time with this particular question because I could never imagine doing something like that to my brother. Nor could I. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of insane because usually when you have a situation like that, where someone is uh, running a business and they've got kids and they're doing this stuff and you're in a better financial position, what you do, right, is help them out however you can. And, you know, if you want to do a side project or you want to get started on something, then you work with them and 
do something in in that way even if she was to create her own variation but the fact is that she's copying her stuff based on techniques that latasha taught her exactly so like it'd be different if she took it and she was like wow i really like this i'm gonna roll with this i'm gonna create my own style i'm gonna create my own thing That would be amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, and then on top of that, the security of being able to say like, okay, I'm going to create my own thing. And these are the prices that Latasha has. They're extremely reasonable. So let's be on a level playing field. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not because your prices are not reasonable. It's because your family is cheap and tell you that your prices are not reasonable. And that's something that I had to learn because... To be honest with you, when I first started my art business, and you've been doing this for four years, and I'm sure you've already learned this, is that the last people that will support you financially, the people that expect some kind of deal on what you have, is going to be your family, right? It is going to be your family, which you're going to figure out as you're going through and being an artist, because they have this perception of you, of who you used to be in the past and stuff, so they don't see you as an artist, The people that will support you will be the people that become your friends and family. And eventually, at some point, your family comes around. Now, unfortunately, you have this family member that is now taking that whatever insecurity or relationship thing that is going on with the family and just completely undercutting you and thus getting their support. But you do have to remember that you have a following that you've already developed over the last four years. You are in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that she is not. There's a very good chance that at some point she'll totally get bored with it and move on to something else. Um, a lot of times people do that, especially when it's something where their heart's not in it. Like I can't imagine that her heart's really in it yeah. if she's done all these uh, devious maneuvers. It really does chat my hide that she isn't saying to anyone, hey, Maybe support my sister, too, because she is the originator of these things. And obviously, I'm not there. I don't know the full story. If I was a family member of yours, I would definitely point out, like, you know, that's kind of screwed up what you did there. But um, luckily, there are things that you could do just to be able to move on. A, I I love that you emailed us and were like, how do I get past this? Am I being, you know, because like... That's really ultimately where the question is, because if you allow yourself to focus too much on that and whether it's pain or hurt or the fact that she's doing this, if you allow yourself to focus too much on her and what she's doing, it's going to take away your focus from what you're doing. And ultimately, that's where your focus needs to be. Absolutely. So basically, after having a conversation, there were a few things that we we thought about. And I mean, these are just suggestions. Like I said, this is very much based on what our opinion is, because I honestly have never run into something like this, and I'm sure that it happens all the time. So I, I hopefully this podcast is going to benefit somebody out there because, you know what, whether it is a an actual family member or best friend that took your idea and then rolled with it and then decided or that they were going to do their thing. Even just a business partner that you get uh, involved with as a preventative measure, the first thing that I said as a preventative measure, okay, before it happens to any of you guys no-compete contracts. Yeah. I've had verbal no-compete agreements. I've had to sign physical no-compete contracts. When designers work together on a collaboration where more than one person is privy to how something is made and what the components are and what the source material, where it comes from, um, that's why these things exist. So yeah. a designer might say to another designer, okay, 
we've collaborated on this. You agree. And there's different levels. They might say you agree that you won't also produce this design under another name. Or if you do produce this design, that you don't undercut us, that you don't sell it for less than we sell it. So there's different levels. You can go, you can say, nope, you don't get to produce this design. Um, it's under this name and not any other name. Or if you do that, don't be a jerk and lowball me. That is a good preventative way to avoid this kind of situation in the future. So it's mm-hmm. something to consider. And also consider that if you ask somebody to sign a no compete or to make some kind of agreement and they right from the get go, they're like, no, then you know that you probably don't want to do business with that person. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was the fact that like, you know, you are the original, so you could definitely put that into your branding. Like, you know, don't don't go for the imitators, go for the original and the traditional, and this is who I am. Definitely. And, and if you think that's cliche, I mean, think about it. We've all come across that. And don't we all kind of feel in our hearts like, oh, the person that came up with it, probably I want that one. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and that's the thing, as far as your prices being too much, the other side of that is that um, there are people out there that are cheap. And and I mean no offense by calling your family cheap, but just the fact that they said that your stuff is too expensive and now they are buying from somebody that stole your design, that just kind of chaps my hide. So uh, to me, there are people out there that are going to be cheap. They're going to buy things based on price alone, right? And then there are people out there that are going to buy things based on quality and the fact that a higher price means better quality. Which says a lot about the artist, right? It doesn't mean that it has to be like millions of dollars or any anything like that. With with art, it gets so confusing because you've got paintings that are selling for hundreds of millions of dollars and then you've got uh, paintings that are selling for 20 bucks. It doesn't mean that the $20 painting is worse than the $100 million painting. But it does mean that there's a chance that the person selling the $20 painting, if they've been doing this for a while and they are just lowballing everybody else, it is not a quality painting. And a lot of people can feel that. Uh, so that's that's the advantage that you have. And so that way, if you're not focused on her and what she's doing, you could focus on you and the quality behind what you do. I mean, you're the one that taught her how to do it. So that's where that's where your stuff is the originator. You yeah. are the original. You are the one that came up with the design. Anyone else out there that is selling this thing, they are copying from you and they are imitations. On top of that, what you could do is add an extra element to yours that have some kind of signature or something with it. Something that is signature you. Something that she cannot get. Something that is custom just for you. That says, this is me. This is my company. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like like a major elements, just these little nuances that, you know, are kind of like unique to you and what you do. Yeah, like a little, like a little piece of silver, like a tag, a silver tag with her initial stamped in it. It could Mm be uh, some kind of cool... A one-of-a-kind custom feather that you find from another artist on Etsy or if you're able to create your own like clay things, your polymer things or stuff like that. Things that you could add that 
she will not be able to copy. That no one could copy. That make your pieces completely and utterly original because they have this thing. The artists do that all the time. There's an artist that does this black like splash on all of his paintings, and honestly, it looks like it ruins it all. But it's his signature. You know, it's so part people of, look for that. They, yeah, they they recognize it as him. Basically, what we're saying is, you as the originator, stay one step ahead of her. Keep yeah. innovating. Keep uh keep making your designs more and more you and more and more special in ways that you're no longer going to share with her. So so she's not going to be able to keep up. And maybe she'll say, well, screw this. Or maybe she'll deviate in her own direction that's hers. You know, either way, you keep innovating. And I wanted to say, too, your pictures in your website already reflect quality. Yeah. Your heart's in it. The pieces that you make are beautiful. I would say a little additional lingo on there in a description that talks about the process and the quality and why you love doing it and what makes them so special just would kind of tip it over that edge of like, yeah, this is good stuff. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's one of the reasons that I say that story is so important because a lot of people have a hard time with that, but they don't realize that whatever it is that you're saying, whatever meaning that you have behind why it is that you create the piece, that's one of the things that sets it apart from someone else creating the same thing. For example, uh, my seasons have changed trees, right? People would come and say, oh, look, that, that art kind of looks that art looks like that because there was there was an artist there were several artists that were like doing very very similar similar trees all of a sudden and uh what would happen is that people would see them they would ask them about it and they didn't really have a story behind it because they were basically copying my design well when they came to me there was a reason why i created the trees the way that i did mm -hmm. now guaranteed my trees were way better than anybody else's because they were the original ones. And the more that I created them, the more I tweaked them. I created hundreds of these designs and, and each time I was just tweaking it and evolving and tweaking it and evolving. And so what ends up happening is that nobody can catch up. So it's like your story, your design, you're the innovator. It doesn't matter who is trying to copy you or how close or how privy they were to the information. All it is is an imitation. So like you are the originator and that's what you have to count on. That's what you have to focus on. And that's what you have to remember whenever you find yourself being like, ooh. And this is a special circumstance, but I think this is good advice because there are going to be people that in the world in general that are making similar things to what you're making. And there are going to be some people who are directly copying what you're doing. Right. And unfortunately, there's very little that you can do about it. Um, so it is best to just be an innovator who keeps evolving. I don't I also don't because there's a lot of artists out there that are starting. And so like they're looking at other artists for inspiration. And maybe at this point, they're still practicing their craft. They oh, haven't definitely. found their voice. There is a huge difference between doing that where you haven't found your voice and just blatantly stealing and then starting a, a website, stealing the design, learning the design from the person Starting a website all incognito under under the radar yeah. and then announcing like, oh, I started my own business and then thinking that that's OK. That's where I'm like, how does that make sense? What is what is the logic there? It's worlds apart. Certainly a lot of us are even inspired by the same things. And you see pieces of art with similar themes and similar yeah. categories. But no, this is like directly just like 
yeah. underhanded. Yeah, because I mean, we we have followers. I have people that follow me that are inspired by a, a work that I do online, and it's really cool because they'll post something and they'll be like, "Here's my thing mm-hmm. that kind of looks like the thing that Rafi did." You know, like they. It, I love that because they're still giving me props. Her stuff is a copy. Your stuff is the original. You have a story behind why it is that you create it. You are ahead of the game as far as evolution when it comes to creating it. And where you're going next, she's not going to be able to follow. No matter what price she puts things on there. Basically, she's just somebody who's selling cheap stuff, cheap knockoffs. And that's the way that I would view it. And honestly, anybody in my past that is that that I've had that happen with when it comes to art, I just don't pay any attention to them because they're not going to last. There's no way. And especially in the situation that you described, like Clee said, she's going to get bored with it. Chances are. I mean, that's been our experience. When someone's heart isn't in it, eventually they just lose motivation and they move on to something else. Maybe yeah. she'll go rip off someone else's designs. <laughs> chances are that's what will happen i mean that's what i've noticed with a lot of there have been a lot of artists over the years that i was like well you know that looks very similar and you can kind of smell it a mile away because when they talk about it there's absolutely no feeling yeah or when i when i walk in they're like yeah you know like i uh i'm like oh that's really cool and i've never i've never called anybody out on it i've just been like that's really cool and they're like yeah and they look like they want to like hide under a rock i noticed that they don't last very long they don't last very long i would never steal someone else's design i've been inspired by other artists throughout my entire career i still am Mm -hmm. but i would never take someone's design exactly and replicate and replicate it i mean sell it for half first off i don't want to waste my time doing that because that would be drudgery to try and 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 do somebody else's design the other the the other side of it is like there's nothing i i would have no story behind it right and that's why people usually peter out and they don't stick with it is because there's not there's no there's no passion there to push them through the times that are hard yeah so yeah, so I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't concern myself uh with her. I would not even give her any attention. Uh I would chastise my family. I'd be like, "What is up, you guys?" I would really? definitely straight up say like, "This is boop. Yeah. If it doesn't sit right with you and you internalize it and you bury it, it's just it's not going to do you any good. You don't have to get angry about it. You could just say like, "You know what? This is this is of course, you you approach the situation however it is that you're going to approach it. I know that for me, I would have to confront at least my family member. Uh, I would definitely confront my family and call them a bunch of cheap asses because that that is I, I that still makes me mad because yeah. my family are a bunch of cheap asses too. But I call them that all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's because you guys can't afford me because you're cheap. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I say. And again, no offense. To your family hopefully some of this was helpful for this truly bananas messed up situation yeah I, I i i do really hope that we were i do really hope that we were helpful because uh there there are a bit of emotions there so like 
a lot of times when the emotions set in in that way where we read something and we get overly protective mm-hmm. of the artist, yeah. it's easy to be like, uh, Rafi, smash! <laughs> I smash things! And then I get mad and then I don't make any sense and I don't think straight. And it's just, you know, it's funny because, like, I rarely get upset when people do stuff to me. Like, I don't, I don't care. But it's when people do stuff like that to other people, and then I find myself wanting to smash things. Yeah. Go mama bear on them. (laughs) Latasha, please feel free to keep us updated on what's happening with you if you stand up for yourself and verbalize how you're feeling. And as you're moving forward and continuing doing your awesome thing, despite what anyone else might be doing in the background. Let me me tell you, uh, we've got your back. And just don't pay attention. Don't pay attention to the to the BS because the BS isn't going to get you anywhere. It's going to take your focus away from what what really matters. So focus on what really matters and let the BS deal with the BS. And for anybody who is interested in seeing the original Dreamcatcher designs from Latasha herself. The original, traditional, non-match unimitatable <laughs> dream catchers yeah that are beautiful they are beautiful they are beautiful um we'll we'll have the link in the, the description yes we will and i'm curious to know if you guys have any advice for latasha because chances are that we missed uh things and or if you agree with us just go ahead and leave that in the comment section wherever the comment section is uh on the podcast I'm not sure. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing, and I totally adore you. And uh, if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. Want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios.